Episode 237 of the PJ Archive is an interview I did with the then top British television presenter, Jill Dando, who spent the majority of her career with the BBC, most memorably reading the news and fronting series such as BBC Breakfast, Holiday and Crime Watch. Jill died in April 1999, aged only 37, when she was shockingly shot dead outside her home in London. Inevitably, almost everything said and written about her since has been in relation to that terrible early end to her life. This interview, about her style and fashion, took place in 1997, when she was the BBC's Personality of the Year, and it's a reminder of what a bright, delightful and down-to-earth person Jill was. What's the best fashion advice you've ever been given, and by whom? Um, the best fashion advice, probably, um, I can't remember who told me or whether I read it somewhere, but I think the best fashion advice which I've always adhered to in the last six or seven years, probably, has been um, not to follow fashion, necessarily. Right. Um, don't wear it just because it's in vogue. Wear something that suits you. And I tend to just go, go for classic styles. Um, I've since realised that um, classic styles last a lot longer, and they just suit me more. So I don't follow fashion, I just go for something that I feel is going to last and looks the same, you know, in 1997 as it would in 2002. Right, but nobody's ever actually said that to you specifically? Um, I don't think so. No, I'm, I was just trying to think that. I can't remember. I've always had a certain inherent knowledge of fashion, if you like, if you know what I mean, you know, right. what, what suits me and what doesn't. Yeah. And um, I think probably I just followed my gut reaction, really. So I don't think I've ever been advised... What about as far as TV presenting is concerned? Did anyone ever say to you, this is what you should or shouldn't wear on television? No, I was surprised, actually, that I didn't get, when I came out to London, that I didn't get formal advice. You right. know, I always thought that there were all these wardrobe mistresses on hand to tell you. But I've, I've never had a clothing allowance. I've never been advised by anybody at the BBC <laughs> yeah. what to wear. Yeah. And I've always just chosen my own style. And it's, right. Um, I thought you weren't allowed to wear gingham or something like that on TV. Oh, we're not allowed to wear very close checks because it makes the the cameras go all funny and it makes the thing strobe, you know. Close checks or close stripes. Um, But I learnt that at a very early time, you know, when I first started on television. I think that was something I was told, you know, don't ever wear checks or stripes or reflective white... Anything that is white that's sort of reflective, like right. satin or something, because yeah. that, that looks awful. But other than that, I've, I've just tended to go for simple lines. Nothing that, that looks too cluttered and um, nothing that's too wildly patterned, right. unless it's on the holiday programme. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I can get away with it. Right. Um, the most treasured outfit in your wardrobe or the oldest? Um, it's a suit that I bought about five years ago, probably, um, I, do, I think it's probably the most treasured, I, only because a friend of mine keeps coming round and um, she raids my, sec- my my collection when I sort of, you know, get tired of it. And she keeps trying this suit on, and I always say no, you know, oh, yes, you can have it. And then I see it on, and I say, no, you can't have it. So she's probably tried it on about three times so far, and, and I've never let her, <laughs> let her have it. And but I don't wear it very much, but it's just a, a, a yellow wool newsreading suit, I think, you know, right. one of my newsreading suits. It's a skirt suit. Right. I don't know why I like it so much, but I think it's just it's just the right colour for me. It's got very nice, again, simple lines. And um, I don't think I'll ever part with it. 
Do you know where you got it from and when and for how much? Well, I got it from Louis Ferreau, but I get it from them at cost price because right. that's where I get a lot of my stuff from. Yeah, so I can't remember how much I paid for it. I didn't right. pay full price. Right. No, no, I got it a fairly good deal. Right. <laughs> I mean, their full price is something like £600. So I probably paid about two for it. Yeah, probably about 200 And it was about five years ago. Mm. Right, OK. Yeah. Your favourite shop? Oh, my favourite shop is... Um, it's an awful snobby thing to say, but it's probably Harrods. Right, why not? Um, because, 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 it's, it's got everything under one roof, and I'm always pressed for time when I go shopping anyway, because I don't really get much time at home to actually go shopping. So um, it has everything under one roof, and I, you know, particularly if I want to go shopping for gifts or for something for the house or for clothes, then I know where to go for that. Okay, it's a bit more expensive than a lot of other places. Right. It's a toss-up between that and Selfridges, but I, the department stores. How often do you go shopping? Uh, not as often as I'd like, because I'm a shopaholic, but it's probably about once a fortnight. Right. And how often is that for clothing? Well, probably, I, I never set out to actually go and buy some, some clothes. I, I just tend to go browsing, but right. I end up buying clothes. Right. So probably most of the time when I go shopping, I tend to buy something to wear. And do you go shopping alone, or do you take a friend with no, you? No, I prefer shopping alone. Right. Why is that? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why, really. I just, I just... Prefer to, I, I, I always feel guilty if I'm dragging people around shops, right. you know, searching for things for me. I'd rather just go on my own and be my own boss. And if I want to go back to shop number one after travelling to eight other shops, right. I can do. And I don't really need other people's advice. It sounds arrogant. I don't find I need other people's advice mm. to tell me what suits me and what doesn't. I know what, what, I, what doesn't. So I just, that's all, really. Um, your worst fashion mistake? Oh, yeah. It was when I got the job on breakfast time back in 1988 and the Daily Mirror came down to Plymouth, where I was working at the time, to take a a picture as the new breakfast early morning girl. And I wore this appalling um, white pleated skirt, which did nothing for the figure, uh, long sort of baggy pleated skirt, and a baggy sort of jacket on top, which actually cost an arm and a leg. I bought it especially for the photo shoot. Uh, It was a baggy jacket with very broad checks on it. And um, and I was a little bit overweight at the time anyway, and it just and I, when I saw the photograph, it I just curled up and died. It was just awful. Does I just it keep looked. being used again? No, thankfully it was used for a while, for about two or three years, and then they thankfully got something newer on their library right. in their library. But um, I think that was probably it. It, it was shapeless. It was um, it was a case that was a case of my buying something because it was expensive, not because it suited me. You know what what I mean? did you do with that outfit? Um, I don't know. Did Actually, that might, it might burnt, still so. be in the. No, I think I think that's one that went um, went the way of a friend. I think <laughs> that was a good friend of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, s- you said it cost you an arm and a leg. Do you know? Do you remember how much? I probably paid something like um, in those. I mean, in 1988, when I really you know didn't have much money to speak of, I, it, I probably spent about 250 pounds on it. Right, um, which was a lot. Mm. What clothes do you find sexiest on a man? Right, I like. <laughs> Actually, what you're wearing, Peter, well. looks rather nice. <laughs> um, no, I like um, a well-cut dinner suit if the man is tall and broad and you right. know can can wear it. Uh, or I li- and I like denims and a denim shirt, right. just jeans and a denim shirt. That I find find that's very sexy. Again, if the man's got the right figure for it, not if he's got five bellies and you know right. he's a five foot three. But no, uh, he, a man's got to be. 
of a nice figure to carry it off. Right. But those are the two. Those are the two outfits I like a man in. So you like them quite dressy, basically. Yes. Um, well, not particularly. I, I mean, I do like it in a suit, but I, as I say, equally, I like just denims and um, and a denim shirt. Yeah. But no, I, I don't like it. I don't like a man to be too casual. I like him to have dress sense. Yeah. Is there like a um, chap on on films or something, a movie star or something that you've seen, like a James Bond and well, his P- DJ sort of? Pierce Brosnan, and I just I die for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Pierce Brosnan look, I like. The, you know the way. He, he is casual and, and smart. Have you interviewed him? No, sadly. No. <laughs> I'm sure it could be arranged. <laughs> How many outfits are in your wardrobe? Um, I don't know. I've lost <clears throat> count. Only to suffice to say, I have three wardrobes. One wow. which extends the whole length of one of my bedrooms, and they are jam-packed with clothes. Partly because of the holiday program, really, because I need I do 22 films a year. Um, so I've got loads of filming clothes for that, and then I've got suits which take up space in the yeah. wardrobe for news reading, and then I've got my own sort of casual flopping around the home sort of stuff. So. Actually, I've probably, of, of what I've got, the three wardrobes I've got, probably I only wear about a third of it. Right. And I haven't really disposed of what I don't need yet. When you go on a holiday programme, do you take stacks of suitcases with you? Do you have no. those people trailing after you? Carrying no. Suitcases? no, I just have one. I just have one Samsonite, which, which, which goes with me everywhere. And um, when I'm actually in the filming season, I, I tend not to unpack the essentials. I keep the essentials packed all the time right. and I just change the clothes over now and again. Do you discard clothes or hoard them? A bit of both. When I find that it's just becoming absolutely un- un- unbelievable in my wardrobe and, and I see jackets that I, don't, I haven't, say, worn for about a year, I will then, as I say, get one or two friends around right. and say, look, take your pick. And so, so friends tend to take them or they go in a suitcase and go up in the attic but, or they go to a charity shop. I was going to say. Yeah, they go to a right. charity shop. But, right. you know, I, I am hoarding far too much. Are these Still. friends you've known since before you were well-known, as it were? Yes. Both of them I've probably known about ten years. Right. And do they walk down the street and somebody says, you're wearing angels? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my knowledge, anyway. Right. No, one of them is, um, is, a, is a doctor, a consultant, and so right. she likes to sort of dress up smartly. So, you know, she, she, she doesn't get too embarrassed about it, really. I think yeah. she quite likes it. Because she's got two children as well, so she, so she can't go out and spend a fortune on, right. on suits. So... She takes my car stops. <laughs> if you could dress up as someone, who would it be? It would be a Jane Austen character. Really? Yes, I love the, the high empire lines and the oh. and the ringlets and the doe eyes. Um, You've got the eyes. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, but no, I think it would be a Jane Austen character. I don't know who Emma probably. Are you a big Jane Austen fan? Yes, yeah, not just since the recent um, phase of the year. Yes, but no, I mean, I read Jane Austen for A level and I was um, very. T- I did my special project on it and everything else. Right. So, yes, I am. Do you have any special fantasy in that respect? That you no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> have you always imagined living in one of these glamorous houses? And, um... Um, I've always been a Bathophile, yeah, you know, right. I love Bath, and every time right. I go to Bath, I, it always takes me back to some of the novels I've read, you know, right. you know Mansfield Thank Park you. and Emma. And, no, I would like to live in one of those old Georgian um, mansions that Emma right. obviously lived in. One day, who knows? And, and marry someone like Colin Firth in his Britain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your favourite pair of shoes? My favourite pair of boots, they're, I think, Russell and Bromley. Very tight, um, sort of hugging suede, yeah, high, very high-heeled, quite vampish, which I, I tend to wear if I'm going out in the evening with a, with a black skirt. You know. Right. I bought them probably for about... Two hundred pounds, about two months ago. Right. How often do you buy your boots? Oh, I've, I'm not a booty person normally, right. but so I probably buy one pair every three or four years. It's not you dressing up as Darcy. In what? Austin, is it? No. <laughs> Playing the man role. High length boots. <laughs> no. 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 
What's yes. so good about them, anyway? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. They just sort of give me an alter ego, I think, when I'm wearing them. Right. Um, I just, as I say, I've... I feel vampish, slightly vampish in them. You and um, Yeah, I'd like yeah. to occasionally feel a bit of a vamp. <laughs> OK. What do you most or least like about your body? Um, well, my body tends to fluctuate in weight quite a lot, so I, I don't like the fact that I, I'm prone to putting on weight, and so that's all, I suppose, anything from the waist down. I don't like it about my body when it's slightly overweight. But I suppose... Both things are related to my face. Um, I suppose if I'm f- forced to like anything, it's my teeth, because I've got pretty, pretty good teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and so, hence, you know, a smile is, is all right. Mm. Um, but then the trouble is, when I smile, I have got very quite pronounced crow's feet. So it's, um, it's the smile I like and the crow's feet I don't. Right, it's the early morning TV. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, six years of that didn't help at all. Yeah. Are you very conscious of how you look because of your work on television? Um, I suppose inevitably you have to be. You do have to pay attention to how you look and your appearance and all that sort of thing. If I, if I was 100% serious about the way I considered myself on television, I would be down at the gym three times a week, but I'm not. I mean, I don't work out. I don't really do anything as far as that's concerned because I just don't have the sort of rhythm to do that because I'm away all the time and doing this and that. Because you what all the time? I'm away all oh, the time. away all the time. Yeah, so I don't really... I resent paying membership for a great gym if I'm only hardly yeah. ever going to be there. But anyway, what am I saying? Yes, I am aware of how you look, but I don't think that we should be... I don't think that all te- women on television should be clones, you know. Right. I'm, I'm very conscious that I don't want to be cast as, the, as, the, as, as I so often am when articles are done about television people another BBC blonde you know um, well I don't like that because I feel it's you know it's insulting to everybody really involved in television and I just think that um, you know it's important to look different really and um, it's in other people's perception how they see you but I don't like to consider myself as another BBC blonde but now you said earlier your weight fluctuates Mm. why is that then um, you... It's because I haven't got any discipline, basically, as, as far as eating is concerned. I mean, I, you know, it's nothing uh, medical that's the problem. It's just I like my food too much. <laughs> and also because I'm travelling a lot. Right. I tend, you know, to eat whatever is going you know, on in the hotel at the time. And um, it's normally very nice food. Yes, I've yeah. Who would you most like to look like? Bo Derek. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I know it's quite... She's quite oh. getting on now, but uh, I saw her at a ball in Vienna that I was filming at about a year ago. And um, even however old she is, she must be mid-40s now, you know, she looked absolutely stunning. She's just got that nice, finely honed sort of bone structure and yeah, lovely amazing. blue eyes and blonde hair. And, you know, she, I think she's, she looks stunning still. So that's who I'd like to look like. When you were a kid, were you a big fan of the film Ten? Um, not really, no. No, I wasn't. Um, I've not been a follower of her at all, really. I just like the way she looks. And no, her figure. And her figure, yeah. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's what I'd like to look like. Right, that's good. Um, have you ever met her, by the way? No. No, I haven't, no. Would you like to, no. or is it not too... Um, I, well, yes, I suppose I would, actually, yes, to find yeah. out what her secret is. Yeah, <laughs> I would, very much so. Being born mm. with her bone structure. Mm. <laughs> what first attracts you to someone else? I think they mean clothing-wise or appearance, presumably. Oh, OK. Um, well, I'm assuming you mean a man, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a friendly smile, and it's, again, it's good clothes sense. I do, you know, I am drawn to somebody who I feel right. dresses nicely and dresses well. And um, confidence, but without arrogance. Somebody right. who's confident, but, but doesn't have any arrogance right. about him. And, and eye contact as well. Right. Eye contact's very important. Right. Um, <laughs> The most you've ever spent? 
Well, the, the most I've ever spent, obviously, is, is my house, which I still have a mortgage on, but I, I put quite a lot of capital into that, into Fulham. And I bought a BMW convertible Maybe, uh, sorry, two years ago. Sorry, go back ago. to the house. When, when did you buy the house? Um, the just over two years ago. Right. And then you bought a BMW convertible mm-hmm. at the same time? Uh, two months later, yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you were feeling very close to get a good contract. It was. Yeah, I think it must have done. Um, which I've still got. So that, those are the two main outlays. And since then, I, I, I'm very keen on antique furniture, so I suppose I spent mm. a bit on, on tables and chairs for my house. But what about clothing-wise, then? What, what clothing. What seems to be the biggest splash-out? Um, probably a Thomas Starzewski. Spell that, if you can. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, anyway, an evening dress. And, uh, again, I think I didn't pay full price for it. I probably got a bit of a discount, but I, I think it was a four-figure sum. I think I spent over £1,000 on it. Right, wow. Did you sort of see it in the window and think, I've got to have that? It was one I think I'd borrowed for... Um, a fashion show. I was comparing a fashion show that of his of his clothes, right. um, a charity fashion show, and I borrowed one one of his gowns to wear at it. And I liked it so much, I wanted to buy it. You know, it was one of those cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he let me have it at a discount, but I think it was still about a thousand pounds. So tell us about the fashion show. When was that? Oh, that was uh, about two and a half years ago, I think. And who else and it was, was in it? At Claridge's. Um, who else was in it? Uh, Izzy. What's the girl? Yeah, she yeah. was the cabaret. Um, it was it was run in aid of a charity that my boss on holiday program actually runs. You know, she, she's with, with her friends in um, in London. Um, I can't remember what it was in aid of now. I forget what the charity's called. But brain unit anyway, right, Neuro- okay. a ne- neurological unit. Right. They were trying to raise money for. There was I was I was just the main compare and lots of models basically. Right. And Thomas himself was there as well. Uh-huh. Do you spend a lot on clothing generally? Yes, I do. I spend more than I should, but then I have to because it's my you know I suppose it's my profession to actually look look Absolutely. decent on screen. You don't so get a budget. That's amazing. I get no clothing allowance at all. No, Blimey, no, it's none a story at all. Itself, yeah, disgraceful. No. no, I've never had. I probably I think the only time I've had was I did a series called Summer Holiday about two years ago. Yeah. And I was allowed a thousand pounds for the whole series, and that was it. But apart from that, no. Now, when you're doing breakfast time or even the news, sometimes you're doing it with some with another presenter. Yeah, I didn't do you do ever... anymore. No, no. Really? But no. Um, mm. did you ever turn up and find they're wearing the same thing? Um, like if you go to a party, it's a total yeah, disaster. Yeah, no, actually, no, no, no. So far, it's been okay. I mean, obviously, the only clash is if you're with, presenting with another woman, and yeah. I didn't do that very often on breakfast time. Um, on the news, I do because I present with Anna Ford on the mm. six o'clock news, and we have a we have ESP. I don't know what it is. I mean, we do, we never talk beforehand about what we're going to be wearing, but. When we both come in, we tend to sort of complement each other. I don't oh, think we've amazing. clashed yet. That's well, I know that Anna, Anna prefers fairly neutral colours, right. so I know that I can sort of get away with a lot more. I, I prefer colours, you know, yeah. brighter colours. Yeah, it's bolder. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we complement each other pretty well. Oh, that's very good. Um, what's in your handbag? Cheeky question. Oh, well, um, <laughs> mobile phone. Boring, boring. Mobile phone, purse, checkbook, Firefox. I haven't quite got onto sign organisers yet. I still like a pen and paper. Sunglasses, purse, hairbrush, hand cream, about six lipsticks, three pens, an undeveloped film cartridge, um, a couple of bills, a pair of earrings, oh, and a couple of loose foreign coins that have drifted in there. After my travels, that's about it, really. Do you do your own coin changing when you go abroad, or do you go someone does it for you at the BBC? Um, we, I suppose if I if I need um, just spending money, I'll I'll do my own. Yeah, right. but but most of it is is cared for by the um, 
by the producer or the researcher who, who goes with us if you know expenses are paid by them you get a pocket money allowance per day. <laughs> well, a little bit, but it's yeah. you know it's not worth sneezing over, really. <laughs> How many handbags do you have, and, and what tell us about that? How one many handbags well? do I have? Gosh, um, I have loads. I probably have about a dozen handbags. Right. Yeah, but I don't use them all. I mean, some right. of them are evening handbags, and right. some of them are just sort of particularly colour coordinated to a particular outfit I've got. Yes. But yeah, I've probably got about a dozen. Um, but I only have—I I just use one for every day, all the time, and I rarely chop and change. Is that the one you use? Yes. Is it, it's like a yeah. mulberry one. Isn't it's it? a mulberry one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when did mulberry. you buy that? And how oh much did you cost? dear! Well, I bought that in the Harvey Nichols sale, I think, at oh, Christmas. So I think really? I spent—I think I paid about a hundred pounds for it in the store. Right. And you like a black handbag, do you? I do because it goes with most things. Yeah. yeah, and quite capacious, but that one isn't as big as I'd like it to be. But right. yeah. Good word, that capacious. capacious. <laughs> Um, which beauty item can't you live without? A pair of eyelash curlers. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yep, pair of eyelash curlers. And also the um, that gold wand there called Touche Eclat. It basically gets rid of dark shadows under your eyes. Right. Um, but, yeah, those two things, I think. And when did you discover this curler? <laughs> eyelash curlers? I, I discovered them when I was 14 years old, and a friend mm. of mine wanted coveted one of my hair slides, and she said she wanted to do a swap. She said she didn't want these eyelash curlers. So I swapped these eyelash curlers with my hair slide, and I haven't looked back. They're just oh, great Because I've got very straight, not particularly long eyelashes, and so mm. it just opens the eyes up a bit. Hmm. And your friend still got your still well, covered your hair slide. You still <laughs> in touch with her? No, I'm not actually. No. Uh, no. And this was at school. Yeah, in school, the West school country. friend. Yes, yes. Oh, that was very yeah. nice. Her name was Jackie. Right. And how often do you use your curler? Or your oh, every day. Yeah. Every day, yes. My curlers, I when I'm putting mascara on, I always curl the lashes before I put the mascara on, and then I put the mascara on, and I probably curl them again afterwards. And um, the touche cloud depends on whether I've had a late night the night before, right. whether I use it or not. Presumably, before you go on air, you have someone does your makeup for yes. you like this. Yes. But do you ever do your own? Do you ever, are you ever being caught out by the camera, quickly touching yourself? No, up? actually, no. Yeah. No, I haven't, no. Um, I do my own when I'm on the holiday programme, when I'm away, right. um, obviously, and that's sort of a bit... Can't take a man with you. No, no, no. Yeah. But of course, you know, you're on a beach and you're, you're sweating like but you're sweating buckets yeah. and you've got yeah. to look cool, cool and calm. That can sometimes yeah. be a bit difficult. <laughs> so I tend to take um, a lot of powder with me and just, you know, keep blotting the, uh, yeah. blotting the skin. Which three phone numbers are vital to your appearance, e.g. manicurist, little boutique, hairdresser? Oh, yeah, OK. Uh, well, my hairdresser, um, who, is? who is Martin Maxey, spelt, Martin is spelt with a Y, M-A-X-E-Y, who I've been going to since I came up to London eight Nine years ago. Is that the name of his salon as well? Yes. Uh, and so he's the top man there. Yeah. Well, yes. Where yeah. He was. He was at Michael John, but he's now got his own. Um, it's in Grosvenor Street, which SW1. is SW1. Is it probably? No, I'm not sure if it's w, SW1 or W something. So I've been going to him for nine years, and um, so he is essential. Louis Ferro, <laughs> the um, the head office in London, because right. I go to them when they get their latest um, samples in and right. stuff, and I and I get a lot of their pieces at cost price which, which helps that's in um, Hortensia Road in SW10 Excellent. Yeah, just off the King's yeah, Road nice yeah. yeah and then um, another little boutique I, I've just discovered is a place called Pantalon Chameleon right. which is in the New King's Road which is not far from where I live yeah. and it's just a little boutique and it's just got very it's got nice holiday colourful outfits mm. and formal outfits as well and I also bought the suede business there as well right. so it's my type of style and right. um, 
it's not too overpowering, really. It's right. quite nice. So do you have those phone numbers pumped into your mobile um, so you can just... No, 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 I'm not that keen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, mean, I don't know, really. I mean, I should say I'm the manicurist, but I mean, I don't, I don't go in for beauty routines particularly. And, right. You know, so I'm not that, um, I'm not that obsessed with, right. with having things done, right. to be honest. I should yeah. be. Uh, talking about your hair, you are famous for this hairstyle that you have. You've had it for quite a while now. Yeah, I know, it's pretty dull, isn't it? No, 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 I didn't yeah. mean that at all. No, no, no. No, but we got the National Head of the Year last year. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. For the, <laughs> the female Head of the Year yeah. from the National Federation of Hairdressers. Um, are you very conscious of needing to change style every now and again? Or you, yes, you just think, well, yes. this is the way people recognise me? Well, yeah, I don't think I, I would do anything drastic, um, particularly, because, I, again, I think, particularly doing the, the news and crime watch... Um, it's got to be a fairly straightforward style. Um, fairly conservative. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, occasionally I'm tempted to go a little bit more feathery or a bit, you know, flicked up at the ends right. um, for the holiday programme. But I, t- I just tend to, and it's easy to look after as well. Right. Um, maybe I will change it. Maybe I will change it. But not, I'm not ready for a change yet. I hate um, to remind you, but you're on This Is Your Life recently, and they showed some fantastic old hairstyles. Oh God, yes. Was that oh. very cringe making? Oh yes, they were awful. I mean, it showed that obviously that I wasn't um, a natural blonde <laughs> as well. Well, I am fair, fair, but you know the highlights. I think um, yes. Um, no, How they were dreadful. Those, like, oh, I was I was cringing my heart out. No, it was it was all right. It was okay. I mean, it was rather. It could have been a lot worse. Mm. But uh, yeah, the couple of the photographs they showed with the p- curly perms that were growing out and things. And be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> um, yes. No, I, I have uh, again. But it was it was it was stylish at the time. You know, we sort of mm. forget that in the 1980s it was fashionable to have curly perms. You know, mm. whereas it isn't now particularly. So. <laughs> Interesting to move with the times, I suppose. A favourite fragrance and the memories it evokes. Uh, <laughs> um, whenever I smell, it's not a favourite fragrance, but whenever I smell Tramp, I don't think you can still buy it now. But but Tramp, my mother always used to wear it. Mm-hmm. So if ever I, I smell that, I always think of my mum. Um, I also like Carolina Herrera, which is H E R R E R A. But I'm not telling you why I like that. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, is that an aftershave, by the way, or is it? No, 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 no. It's a perfume. Is that, I don't yeah, know. but it's, it's, I was wearing it on a particular right. on a particular occasion, okay. and um, just a personal thing, really. Nothing right. sexual, but sure. <laughs> just okay. personal. All right. um, what's your one indulgence? Um, well, I just, yes, I, uh, it's actually Rigby and Pella. Oh right, the underwear. Bras. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah. Yes, let's talk undies. Yeah, it's. Uh, I discovered them only recently because, well, it's a bit embarrassing, really. No, I just suddenly, I saw myself on the holiday programme and I thought I wasn't quite together in that department. I saw this film, I thought, oh, no, no, I think you've got to be, look, you know, right. being, being rather... No, 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 because I am, I am quite buxom and I felt that I, I wasn't making the best of what I had or right. whatever. And um, so I went to Rigby and Pella. And uh, and they sorted me out and fitted me up, and um, <laughs> I haven't looked back. Basically, I, I, they just tell. Just I mean, I found out I was wearing totally the wrong size for a start, right. and um, the bras that they sold me just give me a totally different shape. Right. Okay. So they are a little bit more costly, but I think that's probably my indulgence. I buy my I would buy my bras there from now on. <laughs> uh, do you, when you go there, do you get a sort of like a, a fitting like they would do for a big suit or something? Yeah. They... Well, I was quite surprised. I walked in and um, the lady in charge just took one look at me. Didn't even measure me, and I was quite surprised she didn't even measure me. 
um, sort of shook her head in disgust at what I was actually wearing, and then and then um, came back in armed, with armfuls of, of things that she thought would, would fit me, and they did perfectly without her measuring me at all. She's obviously mm. spent years in the tray. Yeah. But um, she could just tell by looking what size you were. Did she know you from the TV and stuff as yeah, well? Yeah. yeah, she did. She's yes. like, I've seen you on the news, and I thought it was the time you came in here. <laughs> she didn't know, but I suppose she thought it. <laughs> What was your worst hairstyle? Well, it was the curly perm. I had a curly perm when I was... Well, I had a curly perm for the majority of my late teens and um, into my early 20s. Um, But the worst time I had it done was when I had it very, very tight. I think I was at sixth form then. And it was just really tight to my head. I looked Mm. like um, Minnie Caldwell or whatever it used to look. You know, really tight sort of curls. And... um, I had no fringe at all, so it was just like a gollywog just all around mm. here. And yeah, it was right. awful. I mean, yeah, even my school friends just, just, just laughed and joked. And Did you find any boyfriends in those days? No, no, no not <laughs> until it grew up. <laughs> so how long did you have that for? Well, that particular one, until it, that, it grew out, I suppose. But uh, I had a curly perm probably from, the, from about 16 till the age of about 22. Right. Were you a big fan of anyone that made you sort of want to have that curly perm? Yeah. No, but I suppose Abba were around then, and the red-haired, she had some yes. wavy, quite tight and curls, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yes, yeah, but I, I don't know if I had a role model at the time, or whether it was just the, the received wisdom right. that people should have curly perms mm-hmm. in their late teens. You were a bit of a dancing queen, like Abba. <laughs> yes, <laughs> How often do you get your hair done, by the way, do we ask that? Um, I go to him about once every couple of months right. um, to have a cut, and then I have the highlights done about once every three months. Mm. Do you think one day you might go back to your original hair colour? No, I don't think so. You're going to remain a mm, I think I'll re- blonde. Well, I'm not blah, a highlight blonde, I think I will remain, yeah. <laughs> what would be your perfect day? How would you spend it? Right. Oh, I'd wake up probably at about 8.30. Right, that's a long time for you, isn't it? Mm. Mm. And um, I would have a read of the papers over coffee and warm croissant, with the sun streaming in hopefully through the window. And then I probably would get into the car and drive into the country somewhere, probably into Buckinghamshire or... Berkshire and um, have a look around some antique shops mm. and then I would end up at, for lunch in a country pub somewhere Right. so that would probably take, up, take us up to about three three or four and if it was the summer I would probably like to come home and maybe have a game of tennis where do you play? well just in the park right. Bishop's Park near where I live right I mean, I don't belong to a club. I w- I'm about. I think I will be l- start becoming a member of a club because I'm getting yeah, keener. Awesome. And then, because I like my food so much, if uh, I wasn't full up uh, after lunch, I would probably go out for a Thai meal or an Indian meal right, in the evening. Yeah. And That's then at the very end, a cup of cocoa and some slippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Watch telly? No, I'm not really much of a telly watcher, no. I, would, I might go to bed. Um, if I were alone, I would probably read, read a book. Do the crossword. Yeah. Do the crossword, probably. Right. So you wouldn't record the news and watch yourself? No, no. <laughs> Do you hate watching yourself on the book? Well, I've got used to it now, but I don't, I don't make a point of sort of... No. Do it. If, I, if I catch it, it's on, you know, right. I'll see it. I do record the holiday programme only because it's my only souvenir, I suppose, of my travels. Right. So I always keep those on file so that yeah. one day when I'm old and grey, I shall be able to, um, what's the word? Um, reminisce. Reminisce, yeah. yes, reminisce over my old travels. But, but that's all. What do you keep beside your bed? Um, not very much. I've got my alarm clock. 
o'clock, and I'm, it's crucial. That's yes. All. How many do you have? Just yeah. the one? No, I've got a battery one and, a, and an electric one. Right. So if, if there's a power cut, then the other one goes off. Right. And on breakfast time, was that absolutely crucial? Oh yes, right. yeah, it was. But it's still a habit of mine now that I still right. set them both. But I don't need it quite so seriously. Um, what else is there? Uh, a book which I actually haven't opened for about three weeks by Libby think? Purvis, but I can't remember. Walk in Walk in Winter Time or something. Right. I forget what it's called now. And um, that's about it, really. Yeah, not too much clutter. Teddy bear? Oh, no, that's on the bed, but that comes off the bed every time I get into it. And, um, oh, a box of tissues. And um, when you're reading your books and watching a late night. (laughs) (laughs) And what else have I got? Um, Oh, I've got a £20 note, which I've never been bothered to move from the side of my bed. I don't know why I've got a £20 note. Yeah, it was left behind by by a client. Thank you very much. No, I didn't say that. Um, I just uh, I don't know if you're the same you sort of you've got you've got places for things and you see this 20 pound note that's been there probably about three months yeah. and I just haven't really sort of moved it from there because that's where it seems to belong and you that's, haven't got a king of I have oh right. yeah no they do they do all the necessities but they don't move my personal things so yeah. um, anyway so that's what I've got I'm, I'm, I'm pretty uncluttered by my bedside actually now, reading, how often do you read a book? Is oh, the lamp as well. You um, take one on holiday with you when you're on I, Yeah, when I go on my own holiday, I do. And I read when I'm travelling as well. So right. when I'm on a plane travelling to do the holiday programme, um, I will read. Right. But that's, I don't read at home very often, because I just don't really have the inclination all the time. I, I don't, certainly don't read very much when I'm in bed. I just go to bed to, in, and sleep. Right. I don't, I don't um, read to sort of calm down or anything, so... What sort of things do you like to read? A good old romantic novel? Um, or, or I like biographies. I, I quite like um, non-fiction in that way. And I suppose I like a good, a good story. I don't, I'm not into sort of big romance, right. Mills and Boone sort of things, but I like something with a good story. So Elizabeth Jane Howard is a very good novelist. I read a lot of her stuff. Um, and she's, she's more into sort of family sagas, you know, right. that sort of type. Fancy of writing a novel yourself? Um, I've thought about it. I've actually thought, not a novel, but I think one day when I have a bit of time and if people are interested, I will probably write a travel book, um, but, but more of a sort of anecdotal travel book about nice. various things that have happened over the years on the holiday programme. About um, your memoirs? Well, no, nobody's interested in those. Oh, I think they are, actually. <laughs> Whenever you write your own, then somebody else writes Well, that's it, true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. no, I don't think I've led that interesting enough life, a life really, but um, no, I don't know. Um, of sleep do you get and how many do you require um, I probably get on average about seven but I really do need about um, I suppose eight eight really right. but, but between six and seven I, I get on average I suppose yeah you sleep well like a baby yeah I do yeah I do sleep well alright yeah, um, and uh, how long do you take getting ready um, in the mornings, just to, to go about my daily business, I suppose I do, if it means putting my makeup on, and from, from getting up to having a shower, putting makeup on and being out, out the door, it's probably about an hour. Mm. And if you get to a big do of an evening? A uh, big do of an evening, probably about the same time. Really? Yeah. Good, yeah. Well, uh, mm, well Yes. Yeah. Well, probably an hour and a half if you allow for the nails and things like that. Pretty, yeah. pretty nice. <laughs> um, a health tip from Joel Dando. Oh, blimey, a health tip. I was thinking about that. I couldn't think of any, because I'm not really not a very healthy individual, really. Um, I, think, I think, as far yes, I, I do try to eat uh, some kind of salad or fresh vegetable every day to get the vitamins and to get the, um, you know, the anti-carcinogenic, because I, I believe in eating a lot of what they say is good for you, like the broccoli right. and, the, and the peppers and everything with, with strong colour mm. um, is supposed to be good and... and, and um, 
anti-cancer as well, all that mm. sort of stuff. So I'm quite keen on eating fresh vegetables and salad at least once a day. So you're not a vegetarian? No, no, I'm not. No, no. I don't eat red meat very often, but I eat poultry right. and fish. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's food rather than exercise for you, is it? Um, that's important. I mean, uh, well, no. I mean, I do. I do. Ex- I do like exercise. Right. I just wish I had more time to actually indulge in it. But right. um, but failing that, then I think eating healthily is very important. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, a word that sums you up. Straightforward. I just think I think what you see is what you get. Right. So straightforward. Um, that's it, really. <laughs> uh, what else can I say? Uh, um, oh, that's fine. That's all we need to know. It's great. It's lovely. I, th- I agree with that. Your most recent buy. Well, actually, it's these earrings. They're um, they're by Sophie Harley who coincidentally happens to be the girlfriend of John Holdsworth, who's a reporter on the holiday programme. But actually, I bought them at Harvey Nichols, um, full price. And I just like them because they um, are mixed, the silver and gold, so you can basically wear them with, with anything yeah. and any jewellery, because I tend to prefer gold, but it's got a bit of silver on them. And they're just a little bit different. And it's hearts and wings. Hearts and wings, yes. And um, Harvey Nichols uh, probably cost about £100. Right. You've got a lot of earrings. Mm. Yeah, mm. That's your favourite pair at the moment. At the moment they are, yeah. I bought them last week. Them? Yes. No, I think I bought about three pairs, but these were the most expensive ones. Right. I quite like them. Lovely, very fetching. Oh, darling. <laughs> Do you have to wear special ones for the news, by the way? If you... um, I don't wear... Yes. I remember once... Somebody did give me some advice, actually. My, my first editor in Plymouth. I was wearing very dangly earrings one nice. night reading the news, and he said... I was concentrating more on your earrings than what you were saying. So ever since he said that, I actually don't wear anything that, 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 that when you're moving your head, you yeah. know, moves around yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I tend to be careful of. Good. Your favourite outfit. So what, what is the tell us about this, this <laughs> Well, this, I bought the trousers first, and this was from Pantalon Chameleon, this, this oh, yes. um, shop I told you about. Yeah. And I walked in, and I always wanted some black suede trousers, and I tried them on, and they fitted at the time perfectly. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll buy them. And then um, I thought, well, I can't just have the, have the trousers because you need yeah. something else to go with it. So I said, I went back about a month later and I said, you've got me jackets. And they showed me the prototype. They had one in a size 10, mm-hmm. like this. They said, but we're not making them until the autumn. So I said, oh, oh I can't really wait until the autumn. But then they said, because the thing is, is that Pantalon Chameleon, we can also say, is that they make their own stuff right. as well. So they've got their own factory. So they said, well, it's OK, we'll make you a jacket. Mm-hmm. So they made me a jacket in my size. And, um, and this, this was it. So this was 289 Right. Um, it's still not well. I only bought it yesterday. Oh, I, <laughs> I, only picked, I only picked it up yeah, yesterday, yeah. which is why I wore it to a party last night. Right. And um, it was last night it happened, and this wine went over me. It was the end of serious holiday party, and I hoped it wouldn't show. But anyway, so so this is it. This is my latest. Um, Describe and, uh, the jacket because it's quite unusual, isn't it? It's it's well, it's it's brown suede edged in black suede, and it's got this is called frogging. So, Quite decorative buttons. I don't know, but it's, this is the, this this stuff is called just this is called right. froggy, okay. and um, and that's about it really. It's like a mandarin collar, yeah, mandarin collar, um, and I, you have to really wear something underneath it, otherwise it's right. a bit disgusting. And um, it's a bolero. I suppose you say it's a bolero cut. Bolero. 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 I like black and brown. I quite like black and brown, and brown's quite fashionable anyway. So yeah. it'll see me through a season. Yeah. And, and it's. Give it to your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she's not getting this. <laughs> no.